come to you this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Wonderful to be here on Little Sunday. You probably have noticed in the bulletin that it says that Hannah is the preacher this morning. I know Hannah. I've worked with Hannah. I'm no Hannah. This church is blessed to have Hannah. And uh, I thank you every day, I thank God for her and her role here in this wonderful church. And a lot of people asked me if I was nervous about preaching. It's been a while since I preached. And I said, why should I be nervous? Hannah's the one that should be nervous. <laughs> Before I begin preaching, though, I'd like to mention how much I appreciate these peace cranes and the effort that has been put forth in making those and handing them out. There's more available. This morning after the early service, some people were saying they take extra and they give them to their neighbors and friends. And I, as I read about this, I couldn't help but think about a 12-year-old, 75 years ago, did something that we're talking about this morning. For how far into the future what we do today might affect others, that might empower their, their, their faithfulness. So uh, I thank God for these. Take a couple extra, hand them out to friends, but pray every day for those poor folks in Ukraine. I love the story about Thomas. Uh, I'm not so sure it's... Uh, Fair to Thomas. I think he had a bad public relations firm, is what I think. Because, you know, we think about Thomas whenever we say Thomas or anybody expresses any doubt, we talk about doubting Thomas. But we kind of forget that when the women first came back on that East, first Easter morning and said to all the disciples, We have seen the Lord, none of them believed. It was Thomas who shortly before the first Easter, when Jesus said to the disciples, we're going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to Jerusalem. Lazarus has died. I have to go to Jerusalem. All the disciples, except for Thomas, said, no, Lord, you can't go. They'll kill you. But it was Thomas who said, if they will, then let's go with him and die with him. And Thomas did die in India, giving his life as a martyr professing the faith, removing all doubt, and spreading the gospel. So, as we think about Thomas, the other thing I guess I'd point out is Thomas was the only one brave enough to leave that locked room. He was out, he might have been out evangelizing for all we know, but still he gets the bad rap. In order to understand Thomas, and in order to understand our own belief, to understand the way we look at scripture, I'd like to take us back before the story about Thomas to the story of David. Great King David. Not a good man, but a great king. David, as you remember, saw Bathsheba bathing on a rooftop. He seduced her, impregnated her, 
He arranged to have her husband killed in war so that he could have his wife and went on in life as if nothing was wrong, like he had done nothing wrong. But then God sent Nathan to David. Isn't it strange how sometimes, if we look back over our life, how God has arranged to send somebody special into our life at exactly the right minute, at exactly the time in our life where we needed something, encouragement, knowledge, something, and God somehow always arranges to get that person into our lives. And as I think about that, I think about the lives of many in my life that have been come into my life at exactly the right time. But Nathan comes to David and he said, David, I've got to tell you about something. He said, there were two men. One of them was very rich. He had many cattle and many sheep. And his, the other man in town had but one sheep. And it really wasn't like livestock. It was more like a pet for the family. Well, the rich man with the many sheep had a guest come and he wanted to put on a feast. So he arranged for his servants to go and take the one sheep from the poor man and have it slaughtered and serve that to his guest. And David burned with anger as he heard this story. As sure as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He should pay four times the cost of that one sheep because he had no pity. Nathan pointed a finger at David and said, You are that man. See, it took a story to convince David that he had done something wrong, and then he repented. And as I read scripture, I think we have to look for places where it's speaking to us. It's easy to read the story about uh, Thomas and even get a superior feeling about it because he, you know, we, we even say to doubting Thomas. So that we can feel like we're better. Because we, see, we don't doubt, do we? Not like Thomas. We believe in Jesus Christ. But do we really believe? If I really believed in Jesus, would I act exactly the same way that I do every day? If I knew Jesus was coming tomorrow morning, would this afternoon be just a little bit different than if I had any kind of doubt? I think we all have doubts. And doubts are okay as long as we use them to strengthen our faith as we turn it around. I think we get feeling guilty if we were to express our doubt to anybody outside ourselves. We just don't feel very comfortable when we have doubts. It's not a very good thing for Christians to proclaim. But several years ago, the presiding bishop of the United States, when it was Bishop Edmund Browning, spent a whole week with the youth of the whole country, thousands of youth, and he spent the week with them, and while he was with them, he said, there are times I doubt the existence of God. Wow. He gained so much credibility with that statement that he could tell his kids that he had doubted God, and if he doubted God, then it was okay for them to doubt God. And then he went on to say that it's okay to doubt God as long as we know that God's grace is going to bring us back into believing. Edmund Browning went on to say, there are other days I think I am he. 
So that happens to us sometimes too, doesn't it? So I think sometimes when we read scripture, it's a good idea to try to put ourselves in the place of Thomas or Judas or Peter or any of the apostles when they goof up, when they deny Christ, to put ourselves in that place. And are we really that much better than them? Or how can we overcome what weakness we have so that our faith might be strengthened and we might be able to do the things that God has called us to do here. I never write out a sermon and I did today because I didn't want to miss anything and now I can't find my place. So, One of the things that I am grateful for about being an Episcopal priest or just an Episcopalian is that every Sunday we get to remind ourselves. We get to express our faith. I hope when we do that, it erases some of the doubt. See, you help me erase some of my doubt. When I see people doing things like the peace crane, when I see people doing things like handing sandwiches out to the homeless, when I see all of you in there making sandwiches for the homeless, to be held out, handed out on Wednesday evenings or every evening. When I see all these things happening, when I hear our choir, and I'm sorry they're not here today because I'd love to have them hear this, but when I hear this choir, my faith is strengthened, my doubts decrease. So I'm glad that we get to come together and we get to affirm ourselves when we, our faith, when we recite the Nicene Creed as we'll be doing shortly. See, I believe that Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I believe he would have died and come back to life just for me. I think he would have died on the cross and come back just for you. I believe his love is greater than my sins. I do believe that I should do more and believe more fully. But I also believe that Jesus loves me just as much, exactly as I am, than if I were a better person. Because see, he can't love me any more than he already does. But it's because of his love I want to do more for him. I believe that if this church continues to minister out those, those outside its walls, that God will continue to bless this wonderful church. I believe all these things to be true. My name is Dale Klitsky, and I approve this message. The preacher, the, preacher, the whole congregation said together, Amen.